please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Hey, this is Treasy. Hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. It's Jesse T. And I'm Young Leezy. You know, Kind of Movie Critics, man. We are here. We are here upon, upon thou. Man, so anyway, I think Lizzie's right. I think I'm like super corny with this whole intro. <laughs> I need a scripted intro, man. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. It's your thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So anyway, man. Um, Huh? It's a really whack thing. You know what? Go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> Y'all missed it just before this. They had a, a cute little exchange. Yeah, I recorded it. You I'm recorded Corey bossing up on you? Shit, I got proof his ass ain't boss up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded before that incident specifically. Yeah. But no, man, we are. Um, so, you know, kind of movie critics, man. Uh, we kind of put ourselves in a in an interesting position, man. Um, one of our last episodes, the one where we were talking about dear white people, we spoke a little bit about. Um, I made a proclamation that we were going to do a documentary. We were going to do an episode about Batman and Bill, the Hulu documentary. And um, after putting it out, a, a few days later, Adam West, who played the original Batman in the TV series, passed away. Rest in peace, Adam West. And um, that kind of fast-tracked us into uh, just going ahead and paying homage to the documentary now and Adam West and his legacy at the same time. So... Uh, you are uh, in the midst of the Batman and Bill episode. Uh, shout out to Mark Nobleman. So, um, yeah, man. So the, everybody watched the documentary except for Martin, right? I mean, <laughs> I was just going to play like I did. Well, <laughs> that would gotta, make you we, a damn liar right. then, wouldn't it? We got to be transparent to the Like, people. I love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so interesting. I, I, love, I, I love African Child. I brush my teeth for African yeah. Child. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. But, yeah, that shit is funny. But um, yeah, man, no, I, I I begged you guys to watch this film, man, because I thought it was a really good story about um, I think something that we see a lot of times happen, especially with like the you know social network, you know the the whole how Facebook came to be, and um, so many stories of big corporations or big business that end up with a lot of money and somebody doesn't get the credit that they deserve for being on the ground floor of this particular idea or venture and um you know it's 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 an injustice you know what i mean like it's a it's a form of an injustice and um i just felt like it was a good conversation it was right on brand with what we talk about with the kind of movie critics man and and um so i'm glad you guys thank you guys for taking the time to watch it man because it was it was a story that was brought to me by a good friend of mine kevin the moose anderson um and he uh he was just, it, you know, he's not a movie watcher. You know what I'm saying? He's a music guy. He listens to jazz. So when he brings me material, it's like, all right, I need to pay attention to this shit because it's a kind of a serious thing. So, um, what you know, what did you guys think about the film, man? I think the story in and of itself is very interesting to me. And um, it kind of reminds me, <laughs> bring this guy up again. Like Lil Yachty, right? right. Remember um, on Everyday Struggle when they asked him if he had a 360 deal, he was like, <laughs> and it's like creative people that really care more so about their art 
um, and what they're contributing there and not knowing the business side of it necessarily. And then the freaking vultures that come and prey on right. them. And it's mm -hmm. continually a problem, but it just goes to show you that like, it's not just limited to musicians. Like there's some shit that happens, you know, in, in the graphic novel and comic book world too. And it was like a long time ago, like people been fucking people forever. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. A very long time. And all of a sudden I was like, what do you do back then in the twenties? Like, uh, you do just say I did that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like right. did you write a letter? Like, I, I, that had to be frustrating back then. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's a that's actually a really good question. Like how how you know without social media and without word traveling fast and without these, you know, I had it packed up on my C drive, bro. Here's the contract. Mm -hmm. well, too, it's like back then, like if I were Bill Finger. And you left for the day to go to the meeting. I just had to believe whatever you told me five hours well, later. Well, let's back That's up because I think we're too. getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We, we really didn't say what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we really didn't. Okay, so basically the story of Batman and Bill, what this is is a documentary about um, uh, an author uh, and journalist by the name of uh, Mark Nobleman who came across the idea that uh, – that uh, Batman was created not only by Bob Kane, who gets like the worldwide credit for creating Batman, but he um, it was it, he also had a co-creator, Bill Finger. And, um, you know, Mark Nobleman goes on this quest to unveil who Bill Finger is. And his whole thing is, is that his whole thing is, is that uh, the credit that Bill Finger doesn't get for writing the comic book um He's trying to reestablish that, but it, the only way to really get it established is if he has a next of kin or he has an heir to his name. So he's kind of trying to figure out, you know, just how to work around these loopholes to get credit to Bill Finger for being the co-creator of Batman. So that's kind of like the long version of the film. But and he was motivated by nothing more than just like writing a wrong. That's crazy, isn't it? He wasn't motiv He wasn't getting paid. It was nothing like obviously like he lectures and he has like right. you know a stake in a documentary. But in terms of like where the money was really to be made yeah. in writing this wrong, he's not a lawyer. He right. he's he just wanted to fix it. He's like a spotlight journalist. He's a superhero. Yeah. That's what they kept saying. Right. They were like he's Batman in real life. Exactly that. And see that to me is what really drew me into the story is that you know by the end of this thing here which you know spoiler alert he kind of does go on to find the heir um of you know bill finger but um that i just that parallel was so real it was like this guy was batman you know he was batman for 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 bill finger um i was impressed when he had said something like he called like 500 people or something like yeah, that he i said, was like I was he like, said he called everyone in a particular area with the last name finger in the phone book right and it was a fruitless search he called 500 people yeah uh, and then he said he didn't find anybody he called 500 people and he didn't find he it didn't find anybody yeah yeah, yeah so so yeah you know and I tell you what I really appreciated about his journey, man, was how supportive his family was. You know, yeah. the involvement of his daughter and, and you know, his, and his, I think it was a son, right? I think he had a daughter and a son or something like that. But, yeah. you know, his wife, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm talking about Mark Nobleman here on the journey of trying to find out who Bill Finger is, man. It's like, just to piggyback off what you're saying, Lizzie, he was going through, he was, it was a thankless journey. 
mm-hmm. a thankless journey that he didn't know what the resolution was going to be. And he was riding with this thing for years, you know, and his and his family supported him throughout the entire journey, man. And I thought that that was really dope. That did, was really I, cool. did I miss what actually got him going? What got him to start this? Do you remember? He read he read an article, I believe, that yeah. credited Bill Finger um, that had been printed a long time ago and that, you know, he, it was just like a little known fact. You know what was my favorite part, though? Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Kane is credited solely with, with, with Batman for years mm-hmm. and years and years and years, right? And then he is like, he is the Batman fucking guy. Like, right. that he knows, mm-hmm. you know, there's this other person who really conceptualized like what we have in terms of early imagery of Batman and what that looks like. And all of the Batman cosplayers, he's like walking up to them, fucking quizzing them. None of them know who Bill Finger is. And then he hands, he's like, I got a Batman tee for you. He freaking has Bill Finger on. Right, right. That was pretty (laughs) That was my favorite part. I like that. Yeah, yeah. There there were so many... There was just so many things in the story. I mean, you know, we find out that Bill Finger, pretty much he died alone. Not only did he die alone, he he wasn't even properly buried because he was he died broke. Um he had a he had one son. His son, you know, throughout the course of life ended up, you know, well his son was gay. Um but throughout the course of him being gay, he also had a daughter and the and then his son Bill Finger's son died from AIDS and then, you know, the daughter she just kind of went about and lived her life. And I found it very interesting that she was like, she was saying that when she was a kid, you know, she was telling people because she'd heard about the legacy that her grandfather was, the, uh-huh. you know, the creator, you know, co-creator of Batman. And it's like, I guess she hit this point in life where she was telling people and nobody believed her because the credit wasn't there. And then the the topic of Batman just became a sore subject for her. Mm. It was like something that she never, she never, she just kind of like, whatever, it didn't fucking exist. And I'm just going about my life and living my life. And then this guy, Mark Nobleman shows up on her front, on her front porch and, you know, changes her, changes her family legacy, you know, for lack of a better and you know, I, I, I like the, the idea that like it was something that bothered him so much and he put the information of her in, in her line of sight for mm-hmm. her to be okay right and like like we were saying it wasn't really of any benefit to him like once he gave her the information like she did what she needed to do and like they took on the machine I right. love that it was like a it was like a story of an underdog that was triumphing right and, and and that to me is what makes it relatable. You know, he had like a monologue at the beginning of the uh, film, which I think is a very important when he was standing up and he was talking to the kids and he was like, you know, how many people are comic book fans? And he's like, you don't have to be a comic book fan to enjoy this story. And I promise you, you will enjoy this story after this hour of sitting there. You know, I think that's a very I was that was great to start off the documentary that Amazing way. Amazing storytelling. Yeah, because, you know, I, you know, I'm not a big comic book guys, but but by the end of that story, I had I really had one proclamation, which I probably shouldn't publicly say. Uh, but Bob Kane was a piece of shit. That's what it really sounded like. He was. He was an opportunistic piece of shit. He yeah. really was because he didn't. He made he made it his point to fuck Bill over right. to, to really take credit for himself. And it just was unnecessary. It's kind of like, how do you start off in the beginning being that calculating to fuck somebody out of something? Right. And you don't even know what it's going to be. You just know that you're not going to try to help this other person who's helping you who's helping prosper. You. Right. Yeah. So let's so let's let's go straight into that, man. Like, um, first of all. The documentary goes out to point out 
goes out of his way to point out the contributions that Bill Finger made to Batman. I'm just going to read this as a quote straight off the fucking documentary, hot off the press, so we can just see the scale of how Bill Finger was involved with the creation of Batman. All right, so Bill, Bill created the following. He was the dominant creative force and original writer of Batman, Robin, the Joker, Catwoman, the Riddler, the Penguin, the Scarecrow, Commissioner Gordon, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. He named Gotham City, Gotham City. <laughs> he gave uh, the nickname for Batman, Batman the Dark Knight, which turned into a billion dollar movie. And it, you know yeah, a different, a different reboot, uh, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, he was the first person to write the story that involved the Batmobile and the Batcave. He conceptualized Batman's origin story. And he was known for doing the oversized prop stories that were in the early, I guess we're, you know, we're in the early comic books, I guess. Um, well, I was that, that made it all the way almost to the Schumacher movies. Right. That kind of oversized kind of thing in the, in the cartoon series, too. Mm-hmm. Right. In the 90s, which was a really good cartoon series, too. Mm. Shout yeah, out to Mark Hamill. so yeah so it's like you hear all these contributions that bill finger made to batman and i was like yo what the fuck did bob kane even do then because steal it and fucking run with it and then lie about it the scene where the scene where they were they were showing like his original mock-up of what batman looked like and it was nothing like how the bat fuck batman turned out like it looked like Robin. Yo. It didn't look like Batman. Yeah, but but, but he, even in looking like Robin, it was kind of like an ass version of Robin. Right. But yo, but I, I really like that scene a lot too because there you get the people that were being interviewed in the documentary basically calling a bluff on that. Like this guy saying that I think he he had that drawing and he did that drawing in but like it was 1934. So, like, could he even draw? Well, yeah, well, apparently there was he a was scene. drawing there, but like I kind of was sitting there going, eh. there was a he scene drew the where Batman, he drew yeah, the, you were like, I know yeah. I saw when he drew okay. the Batman, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is when I was looking at it, just and this is just me, other people that I know that draw, mm-hmm. even if they have to do it really quick, if it's something you've drawn a million times, it doesn't look like what the fuck he did. Yeah. <laughs> so, it has a better flair to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it just and yeah. it's e- it, it's the ease of doing it just wasn't there. Right. Do you feel like that too, Jesse? Yeah, like, I, I did. Wait, okay. Are you, are you mm-hmm. talking about when Bob Kane, when he when, drew the picture when, of Batman? I mean, this would be a weird part in his defense. I mean, the man was like probably 70, 80 years old. Yeah. Like, a 70 year old piece of shit. That's a crazy. 70 year old piece of shit. I mean, I've seen the dude from, you know, I've seen the dude draw Woody Woodpecker and show me how to do it in like two seconds on USA cartoons. And I can draw Woody Woodpecker mm-hmm. better than that motherfucker, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I remember watching an episode of The Simpsons. You remember The Simpsons would sometimes have like little things that had like little blurbs of shit that would happen like at the end of the episode. And I remember one, there was um, Matt Groening drew Bart Simpson like on the lens of a camera. And it was really dope. Yeah. He had he drew it backwards because obviously, you know, a lens projects uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, a mirrored image. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just to go to your point, Lizzie, yeah, like motherfucking Matt Groening drew Bart Simpson backwards. Because he'd drawn it a million exactly. times. Like Yeah. Exactly. It, it, I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean that too. Like yeah. He had, you know, that was Tracy Ullman. That was like a very like crude. That's what the Simpsons look like, and that's a joke too because you've seen them like insert that back into the show. Right, right. But like, I can draw Bart Simpson too. Like, right. like the, for the sake, you know, I I don't know. I can't really draw, but I used to copy things, and so like once I copied it twice, I could fucking draw you Bart Simpson. Draw. So for him to just like draw Batman that crudely, he's like, you're not fucking drawing this thing, <laughs> right, liar. Right. right. 
it, it reminded me a lot of like a Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak type relationship. Yes. Where it's like you, yes. you have a business relationship between two people where one is more of like the idealist and the other is the businessman. And I feel like in this instance with Bob Kane and Bill Finger is one of those things where it's like the business kind of corroded the relationship mm. in a way. I just, I'm sorry. I was what was Finger doing the whole time? He was getting raped. Well, like, he seems like he was probably just writing drawing yeah. the stuff and yeah. they probably had a whole bunch of staff and they were running it probably as a business and when it become the uh, hot product and stuff like that I feel like that's when probably the divisions kind of started and that's mm-hmm. when Bob Kane probably elevated himself to the top but I, I feel like it's something you see a lot though I feel like a lot of the times writers and stuff don't get the credit that they're doing a lot of instances I feel like that's what the writer strike was about and I feel like me just being a writer and having recently um, you know written something that another uh, group of people have like they took to uh, produce it. it, it's weird sometimes. You don't feel like, um, you know, there's as much value in the script for some reason. Right. And I feel like I feel like that's you find it in music, you know, of you know, ghostwriters and stuff like that who never got the proper credit and stuff. And I feel like it's something that goes on a lot. And I feel like this documentary really shed a light on it. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So, question for you, Martin. I know you haven't seen the documentary, but not gonna let that go. We're gonna keep <laughs> reminding you. Yeah. Well, he, but he had the oh shit face. Like, oh no, don't ask me. Yeah. But um. Is this something that happens a lot in comic books or like graphic novels to your understanding? Um, I, I would say yes. Like a lot of times the art, it's usually like the artist that doesn't get like the recognition. The illustrating like, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, so like Robert Kirkman is probably like, I would say the third most famous like comic book creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, he just got sued like five years ago by his friend, Tony Moore. He used to draw The Walking Dead. Because Robert was like making all this money with the TV show, and Tony Moore, he felt like he wasn't getting his cut, even though he created like the they imagery, both created yeah. The Walking Dead. And I guess Robert was kind of like, "Well, I'm writing these episodes. I'm here, executive producing. Like, you shouldn't get a cut of like this." Right. That's kind of how he felt. Yeah, and I could see it getting really hard. Well, where do you divide it? You know, you have the initial idea that's maybe jointly created or created more so by one person, but once it becomes a product and it becomes monetized and people start, I guess, getting their hands in it in different ways, I feel like that's, again, when you start seeing, like, the divide. I, guess, I think that's again, some bullshit, though, because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, I don't know, me and, me and Treasy have a partnership and we have our things that we do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I can't do this without him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he can do it without me, but like I value him as a partner. Mm-hmm. And I like, my job is to to make sure that, you know, I'm contributing as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I but at no point am I like, how am I gonna get more at from from him than that? You know what I mean? Like I just don't understand that mindset, undervaluing your resource and just not understanding that you didn't get there by yourself. Right. Well, see, it's weird. Well the, well that's what I was gonna point out about that is that like, see, this is a like, okay, what you just described, Martin. It's like I I kind of get that right like you're he's here on the show you're wearing an executive producer maybe a showrunner hat you're definitely writing series and you're talking about an equal split but you just you were part of the creation well I I could also see his point of like yo like I'm literally they're literally taking like shots screenshots from the comic and like recreated them in the show and I'm not supposed to make money off of that oh, like I, I know, and I, no, I agree yeah, yeah, I agree with it, that too because right. it's kind of like you're not valuing what I have added to this product to help you make it successful and the ways in which it is influencing your process 
for now making it a TV show. That imagery comes from my mind, but you don't want to pay me for it. Like mm. that's, but the thing is like, if I were in that situation, I would never not think to pay my friend. I don't, I don't get that. I, I would never not think to pay that person. Right, right. I would in my mind go, I could not have done this without this person. And so let me figure out how to make sure they're good too. Right. I don't understand why people don't go into situations thinking that way. Well, see that, yeah, see, and to, to me, this is not an example of, to me, you know, what he said is not, to me, is not too much of an example of what you're saying. I feel like, I feel like this Bob Kane shit is like complete douchebaggery. No, I agree. Yeah, he like, he tried to fuck him. Yeah, he fucked him from the giddy up. You know, it wasn't like a, I pulled a little bit more of this cart and horse buggy than you did, so we got to pay the scale. I think he's like, this it's my like idea. A, yeah, Even though like, you made it real, you. it's my idea. Yeah, because I because I definitely understand pay to scale. You know, you wearing six hats and this person wearing one hat, but y'all are getting paid the same. You know, then that's like a, all right, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's right. gonna, That strains the relationship too. But like, yo, but like, yo, I created Gotham City. Like, I created Batman. That's why to me, what he created to the Batman story is important because it's like, yo, this is the entire brick and mortar of this fucking story. You know, when you start, when you start talking about all the villains that he created, it's like, yo, what the, who the fuck is left to talk about? Mr. Freeze? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Chill out. Two-Face. Two <laughs> yeah, Two-Face. Yeah, two yeah, they didn't get into that, but yeah, that's what made it to me. offer the, you know, offer the, the check. The, the shut the hell up check. You know what I mean? Like, the shut the hell up Or the shut the fuck up check. You know what I mean? It's like, give, say, listen, thank you for your contribution. Right. You will now be paid for the rest of your life. Right. But that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Like, and it's. Step away and get your check. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, which I, I mean, some people will probably argue against that. But I mean, like. No, but you're, uh, you're, no, you're paying the sense. person in perpetuity for yeah. something that they contributed to. Yeah. Which I, which I think if you're paying them. Fairly, which is that can also be debated on what's fair, but yeah. but at, at the very least, people appreciate that you are not shitting on them, that you're not saying like, well, this is mine, and, yeah. and, and not forgetting that they contributed to something that catapulted this thing that you have to what it is. Back to your example, like I think the Wozniak is there's I think he's got a setup like that, right? Like I'll shut the fuck up, but. Yeah, you gonna I'll get, get a legacy he, check. Like he getting a legacy check. That's what I, I I've I've read online. Their rumors are because he's the, not part of Apple. Right. Well, yeah. the, well, the one time I met Steve Wozniak and we sat down over <laughs> a nice Chianti and uh, Papa beans. Yeah, and some Papa beans <laughs> and discussed the you know the whole projection. Did of, you eat a liver? Yeah. And, yeah so or anyway. even um like Jordan. Jordan's not active in I believe his brand anymore, but he's he gets, getting he gets a very large paycheck. Right. So I mean, that's his name. Yeah, I mean, at that point, yeah, you do, your name is on the damn shoe. Right. So, so there, there was a, a direct quote that Mark Nobleman said, and he was like, yo, Bob made his living getting other people to do the work and putting his name on it. And that's, you know, I mean, you know, we start, to, you know, bringing it to hip hop and you talk about the ditties and people like that. And, the, you know, the, you know, it's like it's a I guess it's a fine line. You really don't. Um, you, I guess you we just, can't get put, picked up by Revolt now. Thanks, Treasy. Oh no, I mean, we're just we're just stating <laughs> stuff that's out there in the public. Like, I ain't saying what Diddy he doesn't pay us. I know I'm just fucking with you. Don't have anything to do with it. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Diddy for making number one on the Forbes list of entertainers. <laughs> See what you just yeah, did there. Entertainer, right, right. So if you ever want to break off a piece of that for the kind of movie critics, y'all, you know. 
come follow us on the gram first and then and then call us up. You know what I'm talking about? But I don't think uh, to your point though, like Diddy Diddy made himself a brand and people's value increased by attaching themselves to him. Right. But I don't think at any point he doesn't acknowledge that he didn't get there alone. Right. He he acknowledges that he was a beast and he really, really you know, did what he had to do, but like he never stops acknowledging Big for you know what Big did what for he, his his career. Right. Well, um, and, and which is a good point. So going back to what you were saying, Corey, um, I forgot what you were saying to make me think about this. Oh, the shut the hell up check, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed like almost in a way that you know, as the story progressed, it almost seemed like one of his last interviews, Bob Kane sort of said that he kind of regrets not giving Bill Finger the credit he deserves. So it almost seems like maybe somewhere along the way, the money got so big and so many hands got involved with it, it was almost like, yo, the lesser of two evils is for me to shut the fuck up or else I'm going to, you know, make myself subject to a higher financial penalty of like payback money. Yeah, I mean, you, you know can bring the whole system down. Yeah, know? so it almost seemed like it was the best thing to do for him at that time that he thought was just to like keep the pony show going of like, yeah, fuck, I don't know who the Bill Finger had, guy is. Yeah, That's but if crazy. he had done it from the beginning, then he wouldn't have had to worry about that. Right, oh, well, obviously, I'm just talking about the buildup of like, mm -hmm. there, he could have regretted it 10 years in you know, or 20 years in, but the situation got so big that he just had to keep going with it. But yeah. how you have more money than God at that point. Like, the fuck? Yeah. You, could, you couldn't give him a few hundred thousand dollars? He had to die by himself in an apartment? No, no, no. But what? So what I'm saying is that, like, if he would have done that and said, all right, I kind of fucked you. Here's a hundred, you know, a hundred million or whatever the case may be. Just that sentence of, yeah, I fucked you. That makes him susceptible to, like, Half of the entire. But you're empire. more of a douchebag because you're trying to keep it to yourself even more. Like, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent oh, agree. I mean, yeah. He listen. Bob Kane was a piece of shit, and like, and you know, and then the seat, then to hear what they wrote on his tombstone, you know, like, oh, here's a man that was for the, you know, he fought for the, and on all this other shit. Mm -hmm. But that just that just goes to a bigger point to me, which is like, history really is like. You can really kind of make the winners write the history. The yeah, winners write the fucking history, and this was like a cautionary tale to that, to the umpteenth power. Mm. You know, uh, which is like, man, a man can do a bunch of fucking dirt all he wants in his life, but if he got the money to fucking put one of them, uh, the men in black pins in front of the people, and uh, nope, that neuralize your ass, <laughs> and neuralize your ass, then that's then that's what the fuck it is. Well, yeah. I agree with you on that. Like to the. It sucks that you would realize it so many years later, but I mean, Ed, you're right. Like, I mean, if he did say something, I mean, I mean, there's there could be repercussions that could affect other people, innocent people who now have careers and jobs and all these other things. Studios. It's, it sucks. Yeah, studios and all the things that make the machine work now. Like, right. so he just took the lesser road yeah. instead of trying to work it out. Right. But see, the thing is, if you if you, I think people are more susceptible susceptible to work with you mm -hmm. or um if you try if you try something if you try something yeah. if you just acknowledge like if you make the first step then they're like well we'll negotiate with you because like that that happened in the movie like warner brothers came to her and was like we'll give you this lump well, to the granddaughter who, right. who is his surviving heir we'll give you this lump sum of money if you relinquish your rights so from a negotiating standpoint, like ultimately, like you you put things in your favor in the best possible way and you negotiate from there. Right. right? So I think that that was the expectation was for 
for that to happen, that right? Moment. Mm-hmm. But then, like in retrospect, they were not trying to pay her for from like back stuff forever and ever and ever. Right. So they came around to something that she could agree to and negotiate with. So I think that they had, I think they had intentions in the beginning of negotiating. They just they just came at it the way that you're supposed to. Right. You, the best possible scenario for you to keep the money. Right. Um. And then work from there. So I don't, I, I mean, like part of me feels like as a business, they're smart enough to do that. They thought like, well, she could be dumb enough to sign this, but like, let's, let's give her a ridiculous offer and then work backwards. Right. That's exactly mm. what they did. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what the fuck they did. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that they had any intention of just trying to like, to freeze her out. I don't think that that's what was happening. Right. Okay. Well, something I learned from the movie, um, which is going to segue into, I guess, our next portion of things, something I learned from the documentaries, I didn't realize that Batman was actually bigger than Superman. Like, way bigger. I didn't know that either. Like, I I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, they, they made a point to show that Batman was actually the biggest comic book icon in the world. Which is... Corroborate that, Martin? Is that Well, yeah, I could name, like, a lot of Batman villains. I could probably only name, like, two Superman villains. Like... Mm -hmm. Brainiac and Lex Luthor. That's like it. Right. Yeah. So And you you actually know like what Gotham looks like. You everybody knows Batman's uh origin story cuz it's been told on film like multiple times. Right. Like to the point where people are actually angry like when they see it now. Yeah. It's like beating us yeah. in the head with it. Yeah. But so, you know, with Batman being this large billion multi-billion dollar franchise, the question I wanted to ask is which okay which batman had a bigger impact on the legacy tim burton's batman series or christopher nolan's batman series if you had to say oh that's so fucking hard for me yeah so michael keaton is my favorite batman okay however comma fucking love christian bale <laughs> like there's, well, I always say that Michael Keaton is the best Batman. Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne. Mm. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I see it. I see it. Michael Keaton's not sexy to me, but but Batman is a fucking badass. And I and I love, I love seeing the Tim Burton styling on Gotham in the Batman universe. I did not like Joel Schumacher's um, Batman. Oh, well, notice he wasn't part of the conversation, <laughs> right? I Nobody thought it was. Likes. <laughs> Was, it was just kind of like, oh, mm-hmm, it's a cartoon now. Right. Um, and in a bad way. Like, the cartoon that they made after it was better than the fucking movie. <laughs> right, right. But that's so hard. Because yeah. I know, like, it's y'all don't understand, like, you know how y'all were like, what the fuck, Dom Hall Gleason, like, no, Christian Bale. Oh, <laughs> so, interesting. I, I went with Tim Burton, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it was the first time we saw it, and it maybe matched the comic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before that was the TV show, which was campy and boom, pow, you know, and then then it's relationship to the superhero movie in general. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a big deal back then. But I think it's interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, to be at that time, superhero movies weren't what they are today. So to to me, I felt like when I looked at that film, even looking at today, I'm like, this was ambitious for 1980 something. Right. So I appreciate it more. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll piggyback that. In a sense, I really do think Dark Knight is like the greatest superhero like movie ever made. But also it's like it changed the culture in a sense. Like to me, 
uh, Tim Burton's Batman is kind of like the college dropout of like superhero movies mm. where everybody was on like in college dropout everybody was on like some gangster shit you talking like, about name. like Kanye West Kanye yeah West. oh okay I was like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and he kind of changed it to where you could be yourself and be an everyman and of course that spawned like a bunch of other people like Kendrick and Drake and Big Sean right. and all these other people and Chance um, and I feel like Batman it was like well you could do a dark superhero movie to the point where even the second movie was so dark they was like well we gotta get Joel Schumacher to make a bunch of jokes and make it corny again right but it, like you would not have Christopher Nolan's universe you would not have like dark superhero movies like Logan or Deadpool without like Tim Burton's Batman interesting I, I didn't I didn't think about that that's a Tim good Burton's point. a dark dude yeah very much so and doing a superhero movie is I'm very surprised that Johnny Depp wasn't fucking Batman but and I I still love the scene when the Joker's going through the art gallery and fucking it all up and right yeah I just love this it's a good scene yeah and you brought up a, you make a good argument there Martin because I, I didn't think about it from that perspective I is is that was a tough one for me too I was leaning towards Nolan just because I feel like I feel like yeah, Tim Burton, you know, came out the gate with it and it was it was a, you know, huge box office success and pop culture success. Um and Jack Nicholson of course killed, you know, the Joker role. Um but like just the way that Christopher Nolan just turned he, the dial on the entire It took it up a notch. It, it and he had started he did insert man. an element of realism that we don't have there with Tim Burton. You have Tim Burton styling, like I said, which I love. Right. But there's there's an like Batman is a comic book hero in um Tim Burton's universe, but in the Nolan movies he's a real guy. He's a real, he's a real person. Yeah. I feel like I mean I feel like they're pro they're both probably very true to the comic to some degree and you know in, in their construction because again I'm not a comic book guy, but the essence of what we get from Christopher Nolan's Batman, I feel like is gonna resonate a lot longer than Tim Burton's. You know, I, I you know what I'm saying? I will say this I've noticed now as the years have gone on, mm -hmm. whenever I'm out in public or even somewhere, if the Dark Knight's on TV, people like stop and watch it. Right. Like I've been at bars where they're like the Dark Knight's on, turn it. Yeah. And people turn it and you're in a bar and the Dark Knight is playing. Because it's bigger than a cop. I mean, you yeah. got this guy running around in a fucking suit, right? But it doesn't feel comic bookish. I will say that's his best accomplishment was making a movie about a guy who dresses up as a bat and a villain who dresses up as a clown. He made a crime drama out of it. Right. And it just felt all just natural. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh the guy okay. dresses like a bat. That's of course, his superpower is that City. he's rich yeah. and he gets bitches. Yeah, <laughs> like, the guy shit. dresses like a bat. Like, let's right. really break that down. He dresses up like a bat, yeah. and you made a crime drama out of it. Right. So that, that to me, is like, you know, if you're putting them side by side right now, then, I, yeah, Tim Burton, you, I can, you can make a case for that. But if we're talking about 20 years from now, I don't even think Tim Burton's Batman is really going to be in the conversation. I think it's almost going to get looked at like we look at the TV show. Yeah. You know nah, what I'm saying? I don't know about that but well, but thinking 20 years from now like when 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 you know like uh, you know the kids who are you know you know well, five, you, have to think, well you, you have to think about fandom and how that works right and so especially in that world um in the comic book world they're not they're not going to not talk about it because you have to know everything so it's not going to well, go away because well, you think that movie's old as fuck now. Well, no, I'm not saying that yeah, like, people are going to talk not going to talk about it what I'm saying is like if we're talking about the impact on the legacy Christopher Nolan's Batman bought people into the world of Batman who gave no shits about comic books. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I I think that that's so did Tim Burton's. Mm -hmm. Fair point. 
Because I gave no shits about comic books at that point. I was a kid. I was going to say, we were also like four. Yeah. I, you were four. Okay. Whatever age you were. <laughs> I mean, um, fair but, point. I get what you're saying. Though. I mean, like, I did, at that point, and I never, I've never read a Batman comic book. My cousin, you know, he had all the fucking comic books, and I, I, they were in the room with me, and it never dawned on me to fucking pick it up and look at it. Right. But I definitely was like, ooh, Batman Returns. Like, I right. gave a fuck about the movies. Gotcha. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but that it's just it's just another iteration of something that had already happened, which is dope. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, like I said, in the world of fandom and people who really care about Batman, they're going to watch it. Right. I was saying, it's like uh, James Bond. Like, Do you like Pierce Brosnan or do you like Daniel Craig? I Daniel mean, Craig? Well, I'm with you, Daniel yeah. Craig. I think, I, I think there are other ba- Batman. James Bond way before fucking Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I know. But, okay, <laughs> we'll take it back then. Go to the Dr. No. So, I mean, you, I can appreciate... Um, Sean, Sean Connery, Connery yeah. but I'm a Daniel Craig fan. So no, it's like, uh, James Bond is fucking Roger Moore. Get out of here. Anyway. <laughs> wow. wow. I like Roger Moore. Roger Moore is like James Roger Bond. Moore Rest in peace. Yeah, I'm Daniel wow. Craig. I'm Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Bro, that train, that train yeah. is gone for me, bro. Well, Daniel no, I love Craig. the Daniel Craig movies, but I just like Roger Moore's style. Mm. I know. I'm, I'm not saying I don't like Daniel Craig, but I'm just saying, like, when you say James Bond, who pops yeah, in my who head, pops in your head. Yeah. I would say it's Roger Moore, then Sean Connery, then Tim Dalton, then Daniel Craig. Right. I'm definitely not Damn, fucking thinking. You think- put Tim Dalton. <laughs> well, I, well, when Dalton. I was, a, I'm fucking older than you, and when I was a kid, that yeah, was what was out. You, you ain't much older than me, and I still say Daniel Craig. So it's because you're whack. Anyway, yeah, I'll take it. I'm a real nigga though. That's the point. It's like. <laughs> I, I, I'm, who knows? Yeah. Honestly, who knows? That's a good point, too. What do you think, though, Jesse? For mm-hmm. me, I wasn't really a Batman fan until Batman Begins. Like, mm. when I saw that one, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. And like like you were saying earlier, I mean, I really liked this, the realistic style of it. And just seeing him become Batman was, that, that to me, was probably the most interesting mm. thing. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's just a tough one. There's, there's just no finite answer for that one because they were both just very impactful to the legacy of Batman. And the, I like the fact that they, well, the, the franchise was in the dumpsters. So, and to, and to let Nolan do that whole reverse storytelling back and forth thing with such a big franchise, that was, that was a risky move mm-hmm. and they let him do it. So, but Batman Robin was that bad. Yeah. I was about to say they, they were at a point of like, we just don't give a fuck. <laughs> do something. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, he had a lot of cachet with between like Memento and Insomnia and Following, and what else did he have in between that? Uh, between Memento and Batman, or Insomnia, yeah, the Prestige that was after that was Batman. after the first Batman. Yeah, yeah. what was it? Inception was after the, the Dark Knight. One? That was after yeah. the Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah, hold on, let me just pull up his. I'm not even a big fan of the Dark Knight Rises either, but. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, no. that was his superhero movie. But I just think that that was just kind of like it was just, it was just hard to follow up the Dark Knight, man. I don't even think that's that's like called that's like a bad Jay Z album. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just <laughs> it's just it's just hard to say because of the the situation that he was in. But hold on, I'm looking up Christopher Nolan's um, IMDb right now because I'm trying to think what was in between Insomnia and Batman Begins for him. Which have you seen Insomnia yet, Corey? I've not seen Insomnia. You need to tighten the fuck up, man. You've I'm never so- seen Insomnia? Even I have seen that. I'm sorry, assholes. I missed one fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him walking up again. Hey. Oh. oh, so nothing. Yeah. Have you seen Insomnia Following? Yeah. Okay. Ah. 
no she fucking you, clue. I even, she gave you the I don't even know what the fuck following is. I gave <laughs> and I gave you the, but it was also laced with a I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. So there's that. But I don't give a shit about you. So so to piggyback off of something that we talked about with the um with the um the last episode that we did uh, uh the trailer for um Black Panther. So that's interesting. Christopher Nolan went from following Memento Insomnia to Batman Begins. So there it is again. A, a, a some a drama mm-hmm. drama bred director that just takes a quantum like at this point he had nothing to show that like special effects or even though his are a lot more practical, he doesn't do a lot of green screen that he could handle something of that scale and gets pushed into this DC machine. And now he's creating that. That it just seems to be a formula of like make some, make a few good dramas and we got something for you. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, Jesse. Oh, I do. You know, I got to do a superhero film. Yeah. Oh, fucking I Superman. Think, <laughs> a little bit of research I've done is that in this, this, in terms of special effects and actions, mm-hmm. That machine is really big. Mm-hmm. Like it, a director can tell an army, I want to do a certain type of action scene and they will make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas like drama, they're kind of like that requires the more classic act and story drama and storytelling requires a more classic director approach right. to things. Because if you're directing, you're dealing with the actors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that takes a certain set of skill, but describing an action scene eventually you have to let the engineers mm. and the people the stunt people you have to let them go right and do their thing right 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 so yeah it's probably a hell of a amount, amount of pre-visualization that, that too goes into. yeah and you're you're there right with it guiding it along but right you know so what was, who was y'all's favorite batman i said michael keaton he said michael keaton was your favorite um it's kind of Kind of hard. Probably uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh, you talk about as a whole? Because I did say my caveat was that Batman, not Bruce Wayne. Not Bruce Wayne. All right. Yeah, as a whole, though. Well, I mean, well, fuck it. No, it exists what you said. You like. No, if you said, if if, if I had to pick a whole, I'd go with uh, Bale. If I had to, if you said just one person, I'd go with Bale. Right. And you you said, who you said, Martin? Probably uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. But to me, Batman is like. I don't really watch a Batman movie for Batman. I watch it for like everybody else. Oh, good like point. Like villains and stuff like that. Okay. They said that's why Michael Keaton didn't come back for the third one. Because he uh, said if he felt like it was becoming too much about the villains. Oh, well, yeah. that's kind of always the way it is, though. Yeah. Mm. I never I never looked at it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Who's your, you, who'd you say your favorite Batman was? Lisa? Ben Affleck. I'm fucking what? kidding. <laughs> He's not bad. He did better than I thought he would. He really did. I'm fucking kidding. Oh. Okay. Except for looking so brolic in a suit. Uh, They could have done a better job editing the fight scenes, too, because it's, like, very much like him. I like that first, like, that first scene with Ben Affleck where, like, it's kind of like a horror movie where he's just, like, taking people out left and right in the middle of, like, this abandoned building. Mm. They could have edited better. It, it just, it, I could see him doing the fucking choreography. He didn't look like he was fighting. He right. looked like he was dancing. And so that's just me. Um, he kind of telegraphed it. But again, you can fix all that shit with editing. <laughs> um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton for you. Yeah, my, because his Batman brought me into the fold. Right. Um, so you can't do that again. And that's big because when I say I love Christian Bale, like mm-hmm. American Psycho is like... Oh, I love him. In my top five. Like, yeah, I love him. Uh, 
Definitely Christian Bale. Christian Bale is your favorite Batman. Yeah. Funny part is, and you're going to roast me, Lizzie, but honestly, Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman. Shut the fuck up. I swear, I put that on everything. I, I said this. I said, Ben Affleck being Batman made me realize how good of an actor Christian Bale is. No, no bullshit. Because, oh, my God. Because, because for me, when you talk about mixing both, like... To me, I see him as Batman and I see him as Bruce Wayne. Like he fits the mold for both, especially like the build of Batman. We gotta we gotta remember that this is a regular guy fighting fucking villains all over the place. Like there has to be So uh, okay. To be fair. Right. So Ben Affleck gets bitches, right? right. We know he can yeah. do that. And then he made the town, so we know he can fuck people up. So I feel like in that way, like you're saying, like he he brings the two together. Yeah. I get that. I feel like he's a great merge, man. And 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 I I hope like as these Justice Leagues unfold and stuff like that, people he really gets a chance to draw people into. And and trust me, I was on the fuck Ben Affleck train for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, no, I really Daredevil did him. that to you. Oh, uh, it, it was part of the problem for sure. I've been, I've, 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 <laughs> Like Ben Affleck since Voyage of the Mimi, but you know, I mean, you know, you know, he it's like he had good, good films, you know, like I love Chasing Amy and Goodwill Hunting, and then the whole Geely era. I was like, I was done. Oh, Geely was a piece of shit, you know. I talked through the entire thing, right? And I, I jumped back on the train when he started directing films. I was like, okay, this is a better lane for him. He's actually, you know, directing himself in films, and and I like it. But yeah, Ben Affleck to me is is my favorite Batman so far. Um, that is such a, not what I expected yeah, you to say. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I throw people off every time I say it, but it's the real shit because he really just fits it. Like we're now, I, now I feel like it makes sense that he's whooping everybody's ass. Now I see it. You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, me seeing him and Batman made me realize how good of an actor Christian Bale is because I never questioned it with Christian Bale. So you know, because you feel like Ben Affleck won you over. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't like Brolic. Like he looks like he can't, he has trouble getting dressed. Yeah, he like, should. Like, he's a superhero. He does not have. He's not Superman. The motherfucker can't fly. Yeah, he don't got X-ray vision. Like he has money. Hey. That's it. He got <laughs> like, money and pectoral muscles, nigga. Like, that's all he's know. supposed to have. <laughs> I don't know. It just looked funny on screen to see Ben Affleck so like roided up you know mm. looking so i don't know there was something about it i didn't i didn't care for that don't bother me even, no even, shit. even down to the little thin lips that they be having in the comic books man he had the little thin batman lips and shit man <laughs> yeah. i feel like that was racist but no no, thin no that's, how they, that's, that's how they treat that's racist crazy that's how they don't like white people i ain't say nothing about see y'all bought a white i ain't say like shit white about white people. i said I'm just saying. Like white actors <laughs> I got you know. I like plenty of them. I follow, I follow their careers. I talk about their origin stories. Who is they? Who is they? Yeah, why, why, why would I be they? <laughs> white directors. You be hitting me with the Denzel shit. Don't can't tell me shit about. Can't even tell me what college Denzel went to. I can't tell you that either though. Neither can I. Fair. But I was trying to set them up though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, man. What um? So okay. Who was a better Joker, Jack, Jack Nicholson or Heath, that's Lever. a, that's Heath, a, Heath Lever? Heath Ledger. That's a tough one. Because they, the they just they just they brought so much to the table, and they did it in two completely different ways. So, uh, 
I don't know which one do I enjoy watching, and it was probably Heath. Yeah, man, I enjoyed Heath's performance a lot more. I feel like Jack Nicholson just looked like the motherfucking Joker. Right, he's got that creepy face, so that kind of helped him out. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I like Mark Hamill, but I guess between those two, it would, it would definitely be Heath Ledger. Mark Hamill don't count; he's animated. <laughs> no, but he's the voice. He's like, the voice of the fucking Joker. I know, but. <sighs> It's just his voice. Like, <laughs> you that's know how hard it is to act with just your I voice? Know, I know. I know. One not, of those people. I'm not discrediting his acting, but it's. Um, so, this is hard. <laughs> um, so, I, I would say, like, paying attention to the Joker, right? It's definitely Jack because the Joker is a fucking joke on the TV show. Like, mm -hmm. he's not even the one that you would ever even care about. Right. So, yes, Jack Nicholson. But Heath Ledger, like, you know, it's sad that, you know, he departed this life before I even feel like he reached his pinnacle. Absolutely. But, like, he, that was Heath Ledger to me, his defining performance like you know we got Heath Ledger in 10 things I hate about you right. like we got yeah. him in a corny and a knight's tale a, knight's a riveting tale, tale right. about a knight <laughs> about a knight I've never watched that um <laughs> ever I um, did because I like Shannon Sossman shout out to Shannon Sossman yeah is that the chick yeah, yeah well let's hope it's the chick and not the other guy that was in the knight's tale she was in the American version of one to... miss call I don't know why the fuck you like her I mean she's cute whatever so um <laughs> sound like some hate but anyway go ahead Little bit. I mean, where's her career? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you're so catty. She catty as fuck, ain't she? How about my, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Is anybody looking forward to Jared Leto? I actually am. I, yeah. I, oh, I really, yeah. I think he's a really good actor. I think he was in a movie that sucked, but I wasn't mad at him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like this portrayal of the Joker better. I just don't feel like he needs to be part of this conversation. No, but. I, yeah, he doesn't, because, okay. He's, he's Heath Ledger. I like Heath Ledger. But he's better. coming back, though, I, as the Joker, right? Like, I hope that so. Suicide Squad is not the so. end of that. I hope so. Uh, I, 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 hope, I hope Mongo Roby's coming back, too. Like, I want to see that. Nobody knows. I, I mean, I so think poorly. there's rumors that they're doing Red Hood. So if they do do Red Hood, then he would be coming back for, like, the Batman movie. What's so, Red Hood? If y'all don't mind yeah, asking. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Red Hood is, like, a, I don't want to spoil it, but basically... There's like this vigilante gangster dude who was like, yo, the way you're doing shit, Batman, is stupid. I'm going to just like kill all the criminals. <laughs> like, I'm going to shoot him in the head and whatnot. Oh, and shit. he becomes kind of like a crime boss in a sense. So but DC's going to go for like the R-rated? It might. I mean, it we was. should. The Red Hood was an animated, like, they did an animated version of it too. So, and kids watched that. So I don't think it would be too dark. Interesting. They can though. Like, post Deadpool, we can do it. Yeah. Um. So. I don't I don't know enough about like does Joker make any appearances in like the Justice League universe or um I mean they all whenever they do a Justice League movie they kind of just pick usually like a random villain from one of the uh superheroes like So it's villains. not it's not out of the question that he might show up in that universe. Nah. I would I would like to see Jared Leto there. Mm -hmm. I would like to see him in a better movie. <laughs> I mean, this movie, I think they're doing Dark Seed or Dark Side or whatever. Dark Side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. What's old Heath to me was there's that scene after he he escapes and he's hanging out of the car. Yeah. That that one shot is like, that sums up his character and his performance in one shot. Right. Just watch that one shot and I need, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's all quiet. Like you don't hear 
right. any of the sound from that scene. It's a great shot. Kendrick did a video and he recreated that shot, and I was like, "Come on, man!" Oh, yeah. what? What I? Oh, wait, wait, which was video? Was it an I? I don't think it was an I. No, nah, it was right around that time though. I don't think it was I though, but yeah, he 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 recreated that scene, and I was like, nah, man, that you was, could do it better. That was sacred. No, I was just like, that's sacred. You shouldn't have touched that. Like, oh, okay. like that was such a it was such a good moment in and the it, Dark Knight. It's a moment for the character, but it's it, to me, it's a moment for Heath too. Yeah. It, it it lets me know, like, man, I don't Heath is really in this, right? Uh, you know, he really dived in, so it's a great shot on an internal film and an external perspective too. For for me, the moment that was that made me realize that he was like all in, and and I love the juxtaposition of his characters when he had on the, the nurse's outfit in the hospital. Yeah. It, like that whole scene to me was like because it was like you, you're taking this character very seriously, but he's dressed like a fucking nurse. You're like scared a, as fuck of him while he's dressed like right, a nurse. While he's dressed like a nurse, like he's he's like a real sociopath. Path. like this is a problem right here like mm -hmm. you know i really liked his portrayal of, at that particular moment but i agree i, I love mm -hmm. that scene that you were speaking of um cory so yeah man um i don't know can we give can we give danny devito's penguin a shout out too because like yeah. he's like it. four foot five and like he's a bad motherfucker <laughs> yeah go for it man shout out to the spandex he was wearing <laughs> them penguin spandex but but you, you know i think i think about like hearing that danny devito is going to be the villain in the movie mm -hmm. and being like okay and then seeing it right. and he killed it yeah he killed it no you're absolutely right especially for where danny devito was at that time in his career throw mama from the train and shit like that twins yeah yeah like just he, i couldn't i couldn't imagine him because he's always in these comedic roles mm -hmm. as like I'd love to see him now, like just play a gangster in a fucking mafia movie. But oh, he would be crazy. Oh, he, and he'd kill it. I know that, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, because of the penguin, I know that like I could be scared of him fucking people up in a legit like oh, right. Scorsese movie. Right, right, right. I wonder why that's never happened. I don't know, but that's I mean, because it worked for Joe Pesci. Like, it could totally oh work for Danny God. DeVito. Joe Pesci need to come back in a very serious way, man. Like, we we all need a little bit of Joe Pesci smacking somebody up. And, Fucking, I, I, you know, it's so hard. I asked. Wait a minute. I asked you for permission to come to Las Vegas. Hold a fucking minute. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, pesky, man. He wanted to be a rapper. That's the funniest yeah. shit in the world to me, though. Like. That Joe Pesci oh, yeah. wanted to be a fucking rapper. Well, no, was it a rapper? He was a singer. He actually made a legitimate album. But it was no, like, because it was like he a, some singer. Okay. Like some... No, he sang, but he rapped too. Oh, that's weird. That's weird as fuck. Uh, that's weird as fuck. Like around the time he was in the yeah. super. Yeah, that's weird as fuck, bro, bro. Cause I, cause I know the story. Cause you know Jersey Boys, I know about Joe Pesci, but okay. yeah, that's weird. Now I didn't know that. That's weird as shit. Yeah, I, he not, was on I'm Arsenio promoting it. I remember this. Like wow. he was like the track masters, the track master. I remember this. Yo, please, one like, of our, yo, if you're listening, please find that YouTube video <laughs> and please send it to tag somebody. I feel like he has a rap song critics. on the soundtrack of the Super. I got. I'm gonna look it up. So yeah, man. Um, Batman and Bill. If you haven't seen it, it is uh, available on Hulu. Um, so you know. It's a really good film, man, about injustice, and um, you will definitely be on the fuck Bob Kane train when that <laughs> when that when that movie goes off, man. So, shout out to uh, again, shout out to Mark Nobleman, who actually I don't know if you guys saw the um, 
I, I put up a post about the Batman and Bill thing in our Instagram, and he commented on it. You know, I tagged him on. He commented on it, man. So yeah, shout out to you, Mark Nobleman, for you just be attracting all the people. Oh <laughs> man, well, you know, you just gotta shout them out, man. Just, you know, I guess they're more accessible than we realize sometimes. You know, when a real nigga posts, real niggas gotta reply. Yo, Martin, Martin. Liz, you came alive at the right fucking time. I needed that inspiration right there, Playboy, to sign off. Thank you so much, Martin. So with that being said, Miss <laughs> Oh, my God. What's this sexy momentum. announcer voice you're doing? You know, because I'm a real nigga, man. He claimed it, man. <laughs> Shit, man. Sometimes it's just good to hear somebody else. Did you just get hot? Because you were, like, fanning Yo, your T-shirt. Flag. You got two T-shirts. Oh, the truth fanning is so, one. Yeah, you about to host the Quiet the Storm and shit? My nigga, man. like, what's happening? The truth. The truth. <laughs> anyway, man. That's anyway. a little weird. Like, don't do that to Martin. That was weird. Don't do don't do what to Martin. I don't know. You shout just, him out for shouting me out. Uh, I mean, people can't see you. I see you. That's weird. Haters gonna hate, Martin. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. We got a bond, man. I appreciate that, my brother. So anyway, man, make sure y'all got you guys follow us on uh social media, man. Instagram at kind of movie critics, Twitter at kind of movie crits, C-R-I-T-S. Uh we have the Facebook popping at kind of movie critics. Uh head over there and you know, comment on a couple of our uh, posts or whatever the case may be. Post some shit of your own. You know what I mean? Uh, look tell- at those pictures of <laughs> lookalikes between Corey and, and Jesse there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Corey is every white actor and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesse's Facts. DJ Yellow. Facts. DJ Yellow. Young you Jesse, look just DJ like Yellow. that nigga, though. Big facts, actually. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, let us let us know what you guys are watching or what you're anticipating watching with this movie watching season, this blockbuster season coming up, man. We'd love to hear about it. And um, again, if you haven't seen uh, Batman and Bill, it is available on Hulu. So, uh, shout out to you for listening if you made it this far, and uh, thank you for continuing us with us on the journey. Why, why are you shaking your head? Lizzie? That what, was what a weird thing for on? you to say. Was it was it, was it weird? Yeah, or it did you make it weird? I when mean, you, you just made it weird head? when you commented on it. Oh, whatever. Well, fuck it, show it's, man. Yeah, it's transparency here. So anyway, uh, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are. We're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.